The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. This week's edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, is brought to you by the HTM Podcast Network online, hittingthemarks.com. We're also brought to you by Hameen Media. Two feeds now for your listening enjoyment, hackerhameen.podbean.com and hameenmediagroup.podbean.com. I don't even know if either one of those are up at this point. We're also available over at the PW Hustle, pwhustlenetworks.podbean.com, and syndicated by our friends over at ndpw.com. You can find Destino wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, be it Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, Apple, Google, or iHeartRadio. On today's show, I'm joined by 8-Track Brown and 8-Track Black from over at the PW Hustle about the state of New Japan and a run through Dominion. Also, a stardom report this week as I break down the finals of the Dream Cinderella. But first, of course, it's time for my friends from Down Under. This is Knife Party. You blocked me on Facebook, and now you're going to die. studios coming together quite nicely i think we're just about all set up here hopefully everything sounds all right for you wanted to run you through the tokyo dream cinderella that came at us on june 12th over from the wonderful world of stardom before we get into new japan talk this week uh this was a a, a little bit of an interesting show it is now available up on stardomworld.com you're wondering why Destino is a day delayed. It's because of the upload of the stardom show. Uh, First stardom show that I've seen with English commentary. Wasn't sure that I would even like having English commentary for a stardom show, but I thought those guys absolutely knocked it out of the park. As far as the Dream Cinderella tournament itself goes, we'll go ahead and run through the semifinals as well as the finals right here off the top. This tournament can be won by pinfall, submission, DQ, countout, or an over-the-top rope elimination. So that's how they end up protecting so many of the upper echelon of stars that find themselves into this tournament like a Mayu Iwatani. Your semifinals for 2021 in the Dream Cinderella, of course we call it just about all of the shows Cinderella at this point. Micah, representing Donna Del Mundo, defeats Unagi Sayaka from the Cosmic Angels with a Michinoku driver to advance to the finals. Uh, Micah injured, she's been beat up throughout this entire tournament. And that absolutely would come into play come the finals. She is so freaking good. Micah's just functioning at a whole nother level at this point. And then on the other side, Unagi Sayaka in the semifinals of, of the Cinderella tournament? That, that just seemed completely out of place to me. But I tell you what, in there with Micah, she absolutely looked like she belonged. So I'm expecting big things out of Unagi over the course of the next years. Your other semifinal, Saya Kamatani, representing Queen's Quest, defeats Donna Del Mundo's Jumbo Princess Hamika via the Star Crusher. Hamika attacks before the bell and absolutely nothing. 
Like, it, it doesn't even matter. Sayaka Kamatani doesn't sell anything. The referee doesn't do anything about it. It was a very, very weird spot right off the top. And then it just became a Sayaka Kamatani match. Uh, I expected much bigger things out of Hamiki here, although we would now find out that both Hamika and Natsupoi injured on the shelf. They're going to be out for at least a month. So maybe that's why Sayaka went over so strong here. Lots of Sayaka Kamatani inside of this match. And unfortunately, I was afraid this was going to be kind of a preview of what we would see in the final. And sure enough, I was right. Asaya Kamatani defeats Micah, an absolute fantastic final match with Saya just going to work on Micah's injured legs. I, I thought this match was absolutely fantastic. I thought it would be the best match on the show. And I would find myself to be wrong. So Saya Kamatani, your summer Cinderella. We will talk about her a little bit at the end of this segment as well. Your next matchup, Special Shuffle Three-Way Tag. If you're wondering what a Special Shuffle Three-Way Tag is, I had absolutely no idea either. Your, your three-way match partners inside of this match. You have Momo AZ, the team of Momo Watanabe, as well as Azumi, representing Queen's Quest. You have Donna Del Mundo, Julia, and Natsupoi versus the Cosmic Angels, the team of Tam Nakano and Mina Shirakawa. However, Julia would decide, that sounds boring. We've done this match. People have seen this match. Nobody wants to see this match anymore. So let's do something different. Let's take all of these women and let's draw straws. And let's see who is going to be whose tag partner inside of this matchup. So you end up with three very, very interesting bedfellows here as you have the team of Tam Nakano as well as Julia. Yeah, that's not going to work. Those two freaking hate each other. You have Natsupoi and AZM, Team High Speed. That's not going to work. They're feuding over the High Speed title. And then you have Mina Shirakawa and Momo Watanabe. And we, of course, we all know Momo sucks. But even in this case, Momo's been ripping on Mina Shirakawa, basically saying... You're nothing more than a number two, and I would know because Tam used to be my number two. Very, very kind of weird dynamic inside of this match. Tam and Julia, before the match even starts, they start having a slap fight. So it seems as though we're going back to Julia versus Tam Nakano, and we would see that again at the end of the match. I mean, but let's let's look at it here. I mean, you had... Tam was responsible for Julia getting her head shaved. They, they feuded over the wonder of stardom championship for the better part of all of last year. And then the feud just went away when Tam won the title. So now it seems as though we're going to fire that back up. I'm absolutely here for it. AZM and Natsupoi, like I said, they've been feuding over the high speed title. We just had Natsupoi take the title from AZM not too long ago. Things go about as you would expect, as we, we see all three teams in fighting throughout this matchup. Uh, we would even see, like, Tam and Julia at the end of this match. Julia's like, hey, Tam, you know, we, we work pretty well together. Maybe we should do this again sometime. And Tam's response, you are shit. She turns around and walks away. So I'm really hoping that the Wonder of Stardom title is going to be back on the line. But we would see what's going to be next for the Wonder of Stardom championship here in just a moment. Oedo Tai versus Stars. This is another continuation in the feud between Natsuko Tora and Mayu Iwatani as they're out to destroy Stars. Oedo Tai wants to completely destroy Stars and bring all of the people from Stars over to Oedo Tai. And that's exactly what would happen here. Much like Goiken Death was forced to join Oedo Tai, now we have the Starlight Kid. That's right, the happiest girl inside of all of Stardom that doesn't dress up like a clown. Well, she does wear a mask. She's not going to be forced to join Oedo Tai. 
And Starlight Kid, not very happy about this. I'm incredibly intrigued to see where this goes. Mayu Iwatani in tears at the end of this match, vowing that she's going to bring Starlight Kid back. I'm, I'm really interested in this. For a match that I thought was just going to kind of be a throwaway match on the card, they absolutely have me invested inside of this project. Then we come to your main event of the evening, aside from, you know, Cinderella's presentation, as we have the red belt on the line, Utami Hayashita making her fifth title defense of the red belt, taking on Shiri. And this match, ladies, you got to see it. You got to see, not only is this the greatest women's pro wrestling match that I've ever seen, it has now dethroned Sasha versus Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn. That's how good this freaking match is. I think this is my match of the year. For 2021, not women's match of the year. I, I think it's just the overall match of the year. The 30-minute time limit on this matchup, and it ends up going the distance. Absolutely fantastic storytelling, especially as Sherry's trying to get to wrap things up before the 30-minute time limit. Utami's just trying to hold on. The 30 minutes expires, and Sherry says, I'm still ready to go. And Utami says, You want to keep going? Let's go ahead and keep going. So they are giving another 30 minutes. Match is restarted, and they just go at it, full of piss and vinegar like the previous half hour had never happened. The matchup ends 43 minutes and 19 minutes into the matchup when neither woman can answer a 10 count. So we still end up with a draw. We, we started with a draw. We end up with a draw. But Siri was not pinned. Utami makes her fifth defense of the World of Stardom Championship. Very, very intrigued to see where this is going to be going from here. And of course, both Utami Hayashita as well as Tam Nakano wanting to know exactly what Cinderella's wish is going to be. Sayakamatani comes out in her beautiful dress, cuts a promo about how great it is to finally have become Cinderella, and proceeds to call out Tam Nakano. We, we kind of saw this coming uh, over the course of the, the way to this show. Sayakamatani making it very clear she wants to go after the wonder of stardom championship not really sure that this necessarily helps the prestige of the red belt to have cinderella going after the white belt but this is absolutely a better program especially for saya kamatani saya versus tam should be absolutely fantastic i can't wait to see it can't wait to see it and i'm sure it's going to be happening soon because stardom much like new japan pro wrestling we are running as many shows as we possibly can and of course the only way to keep up stardom-world.com so that's going to wrap things up for the stardom report we're going to go ahead throw it over to a break at our friends from hami media and then we'll be back with a track brown and a track black right after this Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hami Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hami Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, 
The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter. The Two-Man Power Trip. Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People. And now, The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to Zordosoliveoil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be Russo'sBrand.com, bro. Again, we'd like to thank you for joining us here at HMG. And now it's time to be entertained. All right, so back from the break, had to talk about that awesome stardom match. Hey, Drake Brown, you need to start watching stardom. The greatest women's match in the history of women's matches, man. I have to start keeping up more with it. Like, yeah, I'm not even going to act like I have, like I've been watching stardom. I just, I have not. Um, other than Maki Ito, you know, there's there's others. There's others. There's this one chick who I, who I was like, oh my God, but she actually looked like she was 11. So <laughs> I, I, I stayed the hell away. I stayed the hell away from looking at her because I'm like, you can't be looking that young. Was it Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> She's looking too young. It's like, come on. Man, I don't, I'm, I'm at the. I'm an advocate of you know, banging a hot 18 and up teenage, you know, up uh, young chicks. But if you look too young, then we have a serious problem. And she looked too young. I'm gonna have to start sending A Track Brown pictures of Nat Supoy. I can see this in my future. <laughs> so, so clear, we 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 got A Track Brown, we got A Track Black, Michael Davis. Michael, welcome back to the show. Yo, what's going on? Good to be back on the Destino. So, so it's it's the black and brown showdown over Shingo Takagi. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I love it when you guys do those videos. I love the black and brown showdown, Shingo style. We're doing it today. Throw down, throw down, throw down. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna talk some uh, New Japan. We're gonna talk Dominion, but of course, Dominion was kind of a short show this year. They only had like five matches, right? But the the problem, I think we all know the problems in New Japan right now. The card is incredibly thin. We've got a ton of injuries. People unhappy with the company, supposedly, is what I'm hearing backstage, especially the gaijin that have to, you know, quarantine for two weeks every time they go to freaking Japan, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I guess kind of an overall thought, man, because it, it's been a while since I've done an episode of Destino, right? Like the last time I did an episode of Destino, Will Ospreay had just won the championship. Well, now we got Will Ospreay injured. Will Ospreay gives up the title. We got Shingo walking around as the champion. I guess we'll go to A-Track Brown first. What is your state of New Japan address? Um, First off... <laughs> I guess I should have. We should have spoke about this before I got I, I got on the show because I want to know your input, and I guess we could talk about it later on about that top twenty gaijin list of all time. It was the most ridiculous list I've ever seen in my life. But um, as far as you know, what just transpired with Shingo, you know, 
like, I, I guess, you know, like a lot, my whole thing was, you know, Will Ospreay is hurt. What do they do now? Well, they go back to Okada. They get the belt back to Okada. But since that motherfucker is still using that damn money clip, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that he didn't get the belt. I'm also happy because, you know, Shingo deserves this shit. You know, they, 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 they are seeing that this dude is a fucking beast in the ring. He puts on fucking classic matches. You know, now, the to me, the best match of the night was actually Coda versus Jeff Cobb. That shit, we have a match of the year candidate in that one. But to, for Shingo to have the strap right now and, and this emergency, I guess you could say emergency type booking, is a good thing, you know? Um, they could have went the traditional route and given it back to their top guy, but they didn't. They decided to go on forward and, and push somebody younger, or not so much young, but so, you know, somebody who's still freshly new. I was gonna say, I think new. Shingo's older than Okada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. You know, they gave it to somebody who who deserves it, but it's not like they gave it to Evil. You know, they they made a good decision. <laughs> they made it. They made a good decision here, and I wasn't upset at it at all. And um, quite frankly, I want New Japan. See, they 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 have to understand that they're not in the greatest, like like you said, like you said, they're not in the greatest of shape right now. What they have to do is get Shingo out, come bring his ass to the states, have him defend that belt in the states uh, in front of crowds, so they can show that New Japan is still the shit, you know, because. They're still doing the same quarantine shit, so the crowd is not fully going on like they want to, you know? And I think with their working relationship with uh, um, Impact and AEW, they don't lose anything if they were to bring their, their guys into the States and work out some, you know, some deal with these guys where their champion can squash one of their, one of their, you know, one of their local guys. That's what I want to see happen, and and I can't get down with that. With WWE, that's damn sure. Oh, that yeah. I mean, I I think that speaks for itself. But I guess a track black. This is my fear in a weird way: is that they bring Shingo Takagi stateside, they have him wrestle somebody from AEW. The only problem is that person from AEW is Kenny Omega, and Kenny Omega captures the IWGP Heavyweight Championship from Shingo Takagi, and I'm gonna be pissed. Like I can tell you, like straight up, like right now, that's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, I think that that's not that's they did not do that. You want to add? Go ahead, do it at the Tokyo Dome. Make it a bigger stage. Um, but as far as um, Singo's return, this guy deserved, it was deserved to be world champion. Um, he had, he he had been working his ass all ever since he got to New Japan, ever since he joined LIJ. I've been a fan ever since. This guy brought back the we were seeing back in uh, the Never Never Championship. He was a fire champion. He had a great five star, six star matches. And I think I, I do agree with H.R. Brown. He needed to bring him in in the states, and don't don't have to you don't have to bring him in and face King Omega. You can bring get there's countless of people you can have him face in a in a uh, AEW. You can have him go against uh, Brian Cage or um, Heyman Page or I mean there's there's tons of people you can have him go go up against. He doesn't necessarily need be be, be for the heavy championship, but you need to have have him go up against guys uh, like have him. Like, like you can have him go uh, team up with Moxley and Kingston, go up against the Good Sisters, and 
came out. It went too. And as a Tom Tom would call, call the good, good sisters, but like, <laughs> bring in a single in the, in the stage, um, and have them go up against guys of AEW guys from Impact Wrestling would be a good thing to do. And of course, the whole Impact and uh, the whole WWE and uh, New Japan working with each other, it ain't happening. No, I don't no, know what the, where the happen. fuck where the fuck that happened, where that that come from. Well, I mean, talks talks were clearly there, but I mean, it's just it, it's not happening. And even if it does happen, it, it's not like we're gonna get you know Shingo Takagi versus Roman Reigns. Like it, probably like the biggest match that you're gonna end up getting is you know Biggie Langston versus Tomohiro Ishii. But you know, sign me the fuck up, right? Like I, I want to see it. Like I'm not even like ripping on that. I'm just saying like that's the biggest match you're getting. It's I mean it's it's not Shingo's not coming over here to get squashed by Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns. Ain't going to the Tokyo Dome to lose to Kazuchika Okada. Like that shit ain't happening, right? Like you're gonna get a couple of mid card guys. Like you're gonna get a Tai Chi. You're, you might get like a, a God come over. Maybe a Switchblade Jay White. Like, but no. Like you're not gonna get like WWE champion versus IWGP champion. Like that's that's not I'd love, happening. I'd love to see Jay versus Seth Rollins. I I would not even. I'm, I wouldn't even front. I would love to see that. I would mean I don't care who wins. I just want to see it. <laughs> you know, Jay White was not on the Dominion card, so I, I do want to talk a little bit about exactly. Jay White. Um, what is Jay White doing? And, and I say that in the respect that Jay White's doing an online meet and greet. Like what? That's that's not Jay White. Why is Jay White doing an online meet and greet? Like, unless he sits there and just rips on everybody that paid for that. Be like, you paid $25 to watch me. So it's just, you shut up and watch me. Like, you know, I, no, no. Switchblade, no, no. I, I, I don't like that at all. Um, I Let's talk about, I, let's just go ahead and talk about this main event, right? Because the, this main event, I was really excited because Shingo comes out first, which is, fine and dandy. Okada comes out, but it was like, as soon as Okada came through that curtain, something felt different. It was like, oh shit, we're, we're about to get a Rainmaker match. And I wasn't wrong. I, this match goes 36 minutes, but the initial pacing of it, it, this was a Kazuchika Okada match. And it's the first time I've seen an Okada match in a very, very long time, let alone against somebody like a Shingo Takagi. But I mean, this was paced out like those epic level Okada matches. I just thought Okada was going over. It had been 592 days since the last time Kazuchika Okada was in an IWGP championship match, which seems insane. I can't believe he lost this match. I thought we were going back to Okada because what New Japan really needs to me at this point is stability, right? Like New Japan has been all over the freaking map at this point. You, you brought up the whole evil thing. So, I mean, just since the restart, right? You've got Naito loses to evil. Naito gets the belts back from evil, loses them to Ibushi. Then who loses it to Osprey? Now we've got Shingo. I'm used to like, you know, guys holding that title for a year, a year and a half. And all of a sudden yeah. I feel like, you know, not, no disrespect to Vince Russo, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> I feel like we're playing hot potato with the freaking top belt. And I'm a little surprised they went with Shingo. Shingo has been incredible. Don't get me wrong. Like the guy is just knocking it out of the park. But with Shingo's style, with the matches that Shingo's going out there having, would you be surprised next week to hear Shingo Takagi has to give up the IWGP Heavyweight Championship because, you know, he broke his arm? You know, like, I, I thought we were going to Okada because we need to just 
calm the fuck down right now. Like, listen here, children, we need to calm yeah. the fuck down right now. And and to do that, you put Okada on top. Where does the Rainmaker go from here? A-Track Brown. Um, Okada does what he continues to do, you know. Um, go out there, put on a match, piss me off by doing that Rainmaker, uh, that money clip. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry, I just, I, I can't get, I, I don't know why he's still doing that. I don't know who told him that that was a good idea. But anyway, you know, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does he go? You know, he he continues to do what he does. I don't think I, I said to myself, I don't see a long reign with Shingo, you know, holding the title. I, I don't because it seems like New Japan is in panic mode right now. You know, they are they yeah, they're playing hot potato with the belt, it seems. No now no through no fault of their own, you know, because you know, nobody predicted that Osprey would get would get injured. I definitely didn't. If and, Shingo and, gets hurt, and, I'm calling that belt cursed, right? Because I mean Ibushi oh, yeah. has it, gets hurt. Osprey gets it, gets hurt. If Shingo <laughs> gets hurt, like <laughs> throw the fucking thing in the trash, dude. Bring back the version four. Like, we're done with this shit, right? Yeah, nobody wants to hold that ugly ass title. So you know, they, they they it's the new design. It's 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 having trouble adjusting to to having various owners right now. And I like I said, I'm still I don't know if I'm ever gonna get used to that belt. But it actually does look it did look good on Will Ospreay, and it doesn't look bad on Shingo. But again, with Okada, you know, you don't have a they're not gonna have him take the never open weight title. I don't see that happening. You know. And there is no more IC title, which they could have, I guess you say, could have given him, you know. But Okada is still Okada. He's still a top guy. Um, it's not like the Japanese fans are, are ultimately going to lose any interest on dude. And we have, what do we, what do we have coming up? The Summer Olympics. The man is the torchbearer, right? So, who's to say they don't give him this title uh, sometime in July? I don't know, but he's already he's already been doing the whole torch thing anyway, so who, who knows? But you know, just keep the man at, on top of the car like always. My whole my whole curiosity comes in. Forget Okada. What happens with Los Ingobernables? What happens with Lij? Does Naido say, "Hey, I want a shot at that"? Does Shingo say, "Hey, I'm the champion, so I should be the head of Lij"? Now that's Americanized style booking and thinking right there, but I just can't help but think about what happens to Lij. Yeah, we, we will get into the Lij thing as we go back through uh, the beginning part of the card. Eight track black. Call me crazy. I feel like it's a foregone conclusion that we had to get Okada in a championship match now because Okada is winning the G1 and Okada is going to headline the Tokyo Dome. I mean, like, I, I feel like that now is a foregone conclusion to me. I didn't even think about that myself. Oh, uh, well, you're not crazy for thinking that. I I, I can't think that that's... I, I, it will not, not, not surprise me that, that, that that's where they go. They're having him win the G1 and main event the Tokyo Dome. Um, I mean, we, we I, I, it's obvious that they're not going to do two nights of Red Kingdom because they have that one world championship belt. At least I hope they don't. But um, having Ronkata lose losing the, the championship match, I is it got me thinking. We heard rumors that this guy was gonna be going to Impact Wrestling. What he what he is he gonna be uh, making a, a pit stop to to slam anniversary and might be working some days or so there. And we also heard he might be going to AEW too. So 
Maybe that there's a reason why he lost that championship match. Maybe he gonna be going to Impact and AEW. The thing with Okada is very much like Carly and I were having this conversation over the weekend. He's like the Japanese version of Nick Aldis for me, right? Like, <laughs> well, and and I say that, and he plays champion very very well, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you meant. <laughs> like, what what would Nick Aldis be if he was not? the NWA world's heavyweight champion. And and I, whenever Okada doesn't have the belt, I'm just like, everything feels below Okada because he just feels like the top guy. Right. So now I'm just, I, do we get balloon Okada again? Are we, are we going back to like Kazu? Like what are we doing here? You know, cause I was just about to say, can we just get balloon Okada for the time being? I'm like, what happened to that? Like, I love that. The man's nothing without his balloons, and it's obvious that those balloons need to be there. The man, Like you said, the man came out, you know, the pace of the match, the length of the match, you definitely thought it was going to go to Okada. With, with, listen, when the match went over fucking 20 minutes, I said, okay, Okada's winning. Well, I mean, even, <laughs> even when Shingo hits the last of the dragon, I'm like, one, two, kick out, right? Like, And then like he comes down three, and I was like, oh, shit, this happened? Really? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's – I just – I want my man with his balloons. And also, when he had his balloons, he wasn't using that fucking money clip either. So – you know, it, it is sad that Shingo Takagi threw the most badass rainmaker that I've seen in about a year and a half during this match. He like just straight up took Okada's freaking head off. It was incredible. I was like, yeah, I love that move. Just short arm clothesline. What's so freaking hard about that? I'm with you. I hate the money clip. I just, I hate it. I, I don't. I know hate the up. money clip. I hate the money clip. I hate that he wears those freaking tights. It's like, it's like you know. But far be it for me to judge a dude's tights, but it's like, yo, come on, man. Just he seems so out of place right now. It's it's like he's trying to find a new style or something that he ain't even comfortable with himself. And it's right? not like anybody told him to do this. He said, you know what? I'm just gonna try to do this myself and let's just see what happens. But you know, um uh A Track Black has a point. He actually was vocal about not minding going to impact wrestling. You know, I don't know if it's Slammiversary. I don't know if it's BFG, but, you know, I don't I wouldn't mind seeing him going there and, you, you know, uh, whooping some ass or going to AEW and having a match with, you know, Andrade or even John Moxley for that matter. You, you uh, can't. You can't. Because here's what happens. If you put Kazushika Okada in either Impact Wrestling or AEW, there's only one match anybody wants to see. He cannot be in the same company as Kenny Omega and not do Omega versus Okada 4. Yeah. Like, you can't do yeah. it. That's true. And, you know, if he does go to Impact, there's only one person I actually want to see him fight, and that's Moose. Yep. So, <laughs> you know. Well, no. I, sign me up for Sammy Callahan versus Kazuchika Okada. I, styles oh, yeah, make yeah, fights, I and I think that'd be really good. Hey, Jack Black, is there anybody you want to see? Um, I think... Uh, Okada versus Moxley would, would not be a bad deal, considering that Moxley is still the U.S. champion. Maybe Okada would want to bring that U.S. U.S. championship back to Japan, and it, it would not surprise me that that does happen. Cause one, Moxley versus Okada—that's a dream match right there and there. Two, have, we, we haven't really seen that many uh that much of a, a challenge from Moxley as U, U.S. champion. Because ever since he held that, I mean, we haven't, we fought, we see him fought uh, Kenta. That was a, a bit of a challenge. Nagata, 
notice respect, but we knew it would got he would got retain that title, especially with a sober match that was, you know, him versus Okada would not be a bad match. And, and since there's no IC championship, you might as well have him win the U.S. championship to because there's there's a lot of people that like Okada in in, in the U.S. So I don't I don't see anything wrong with that having uh, Okada being U.S. champion. I go to Jay. I I, I bring Jay in. Like right now, bring Jay onto AEW TV and have him start calling out Moxley, um, because it sounds like Moxley's going to be out for a little while with uh, the Renee. I guess I, it actually was today, right, that she had her baby. Yeah. So congratulations yeah. to uh, Moxley and Renee Young. Um, I I want to see Jay White. I want to see Jay White show up on AEW with a microphone and just start calling out John Moxley. And and to me, that's the the perk of Jay White is he can get on a microphone and cut a goddamn promo. Kazuchika Okada can come out into the American audience. There is going to be that niche that is going to know who he is and what he's all about. But it's not like he can get in the ring and tell people about it. No, he can. Okada actually can speak pretty good English. Okada I heard the man. Okada can speak. Okada can speak pretty good English as long as it's not a conversation. He can't like well, off the top. Like he can't go back and forth with somebody. He speaks better English than Andrade. That's for damn sure. <laughs> That's yeah. for damn sure. Well, yeah, may, also, maybe Andrade can get up, give Okada some uh, B twelve or something. Like what the hell's going on with Andrade all of a sudden? You see that no, no, shit. You, you touched up on something, and I, and I need to bring this up. We, t- we talked about Jay White going to AEW. Listen, I've said this before, and I'm saying it here. Jay White is already in AEW. He's wearing a mask, and he's calling himself 10 of the Dark Order. All right? Now, I have my team out there investigating. Okay? I'm going to have to count those abs. See if see if that my, all counts listen, out. I have my people. They counted the abs. They looked under the mask. They know. They know that ten is Jay White. And by the end of the summer, I, I, Atrack Brown, it's gonna be huge. Okay, it's gonna be huge. My people are going to be over it. We're gonna expose number ten and Jay White as the same person. Ain't nobody gonna convince me that ten is not Jay White. All right, let's just let's just cut all the bullshit. Ten is Jay White. A track black. The only the only evidence I have to support that ten is not Jay White is there's no way Jay White could stand there with his mouth shut for that long. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that ten looks like he ate two Jay Whites. That's <laughs> massive. Why? Okay, does it just because they have the freaking uh, same same uh, symbol, and, and just because. They, 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 they're, they're Jack does not mean they're the same person. I mean, yeah, we know that Jay White's in the States. That doesn't mean Jay White has been living under the mask. Uh, that's, that's 10. You gotta open your it's, third eye, bro. <laughs> I, 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 ha- I have. And I <laughs> that 10 is not Jay White. 10 is, first, first of all, 10 sucks in the ring. Let's just <gasps> get out of the way. Jay White is much better in the ring than than Ten. Like, we can we can all agree at that. Well, I I, so, I think you could say just about anybody on the face of the planet sucks next to Jay White. Like Jay White is that freaking good right now. Listen, in the states, Jay White tones it down a bit. All right, how <laughs> else is he going to get you to not know that he's Ten? He's going to have to he's going to have to dumb down his style so to throw people off. All right. <laughs> He can't go out there and Blade Runner the entire roster the first night. <laughs> and that's gonna watch at all out. He's gonna pull out a Blade Runner, and, I'm, and y'all gonna be like, "Holy shit, Ashraf Brown was right this whole time." 
People, people would know the difference between Jay White and Ten. I mean, it's, it's obvious. Well, we we know that we have the AEW Stooges listening, right? So, so if Ten starts busting out a Kiwi Crusher this week on Dynamite, a Trek Brown, he might be onto something. Might be onto something. Let's go back. Let's go back to the beginning of this show. Ten man tag. It was like, dude, this is Dominion. Why are we doing a ten man tag? We but. It was weird because it's almost like New Japan is using their big shows now to set up the small tours and not the other way around. Has anybody else noticed this change inside of the booking? Like, like they know everybody is tuning into the big show, so they're set, try, trying to set up all the matches for the small shows to get you to tune into those two. I haven't annoying. realized that until you said it, <laughs> and now, and I was like, hmm. Now, now that I'm thinking about it, and all those times where I was looking at, you know, what they were setting up, uh, I, you might you might have a point. I Listen, I don't know what it says right now that I have been more focused on what's going on with New Japan Strong than I have been with actual New Japan, you know? And um, the, 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 I'm not even going to lie, I didn't really pay attention to the beginning. I never really pay attention to the, to the tag matches that they have unless I know for a fact it's leading into something. And you can kind of say this kind of did that, but I wasn't really paying attention to it too much, you know? My whole focus was on two matches and uh, 12-3 if you count El Desperado. But, um, you know, it, 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 was, it, was, it was your typical New Japan, you know, throw, let's throw everybody into this, into this match for the beginning and then, you know, go on. Because like you said, the show was fucking was not long as as you as you would and when the show was as you would think and when the show was over i was like that really went by kind of quick <laughs> but i'm glad it wasn't me who just noticed that so hey Trey black are you watching new japan strong i, I i've been keeping tabs on it um uh there's a point uh here and there i, I see there there's uh, the highlights of new japan strong i see that um josh alexander will be on on this strong uh, wrestling, so that, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. I, I like, I like how the new new Japan that Impact Wrestling with relationship is is working better than it did before. That that that's a good thing. Um, as far as the the, the ten man tags, the tag the, the tag team matches are are, are, are out of control. This this is like AEW level of tag team matches. Um, unless they're leading up to something, then then yeah, I, I'm interested in in them. Like for example. Evo, Dick Togo, and Yujo uh, Takahashi are getting ready to challenge for the Noble Way Six Man Tag Championships. That, that, I mean, that's leading up to something. But at at for us, like the ten man tag from for uh, in the beginning of the matchup, I, 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 I was I wasn't really behind it. I've been seeing too many tag team matches in on, on these dual World two shows. It's like I don't care about the stupid <laughs> these, these stupid matches. I care about the big money matches. So. What's the point of having these tag team matches on every freaking show? Yep, and, and that's really what it was there for, is to set up the challenge for the never six-man champions. Of course, Yoshihashi still running around with a belt, and it's still very, very weird to me. Um, but I, the thing that really stood out to me is we have Hiroshi Tanahashi and an opening 10-man tag, and even the story coming out of it has absolutely nothing to do with Tanahashi on Dominion? Really? We can't, we, we can't find anything better for Hiroshi Tanahashi to do? Really? Okay. Well, I thought I could have sworn that they made it a point to make sure that Tanahashi was going to help bring some prestige to that um, never open weight title. He didn't have it for that long. He hated that and belt. 
Yeah, but I, 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 I was, I wanted to see him actually help. You know, give it. You know the praise that, that that they said. They they came out with a whole plan. Like, oh hey, he has his belt. He came out saying, I'm gonna make this belt mean something. And again, you you don't even hold on to it for no longer than what two three months. <laughs> did you notice he never wore it? No, and uh, yeah, exactly. He he did always just carry it over his shoulder because he hated yeah, that freaking belt until the last <laughs> night. The last night he wears it to the ring and then he loses it to Jay. <laughs> yeah, so you know if you if. And it's like, is Jay going to be that guy? Is he, is, are you going to have him, you know, have that belt be centered around him? Well, how's that working out? I mean, where the hell is he? And, and you would think, you see, this is where it, the whole thing gets confusing because, you know, we've even discussed this with Billy Ray. I have no problem with the never overweight belt because when I first started paying attention to that division, I understood exactly what it was meant for. They strayed away from that because ultimately, you know, the all styles are kind of the same. But they always made it a point to make what you saw in another openweight belt match different than what you saw in everything else. And they don't do that anymore. It doesn't the matches don't stand out. Like, you know when uh Okada not Okada, Abushi and uh Tai Chi had the freaking the, 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 the kick the, fight the, the, the non exactly now if you did that in the open weight title match you make now you're bringing me back to what I saw when I started watching Makabe and Ishii and Ishii feud over the shit the bad you know? motherfucker division that's exactly. what it was exactly and so now not to say that Jay White's not a bad motherfucker but Jay White is not Makabe he's not Ishii He's not, you know, the cozy, the cozy lariat of Kojima. He's not. He's more of a finesse guy, you know. He's just Seth Rollins or whatever. If you want to, if you want to go there, he's not your. He's not your Brock Lesnar, you know. He's not your Samoa Joe. So yeah, give him that belt and then send him off into the land of excursion, which is, you know, in limbo right now. <laughs> you could say, <laughs> even though he's not really on excursion, but that's what it feels like because it's like, where the fuck is he at with this belt? And it's like, okay, so what's your second tier title now? Is it the U.S. title or is it a never openweight title? Can you please make a fucking decision? Your IWGP junior heavyweight title is your junior heavyweight title. So as far as I'm concerned, that should be your second tier title. I don't give a shit. It's your junior heavyweight title. It's supposed to have some fucking meaning to it. Well, it would have a lot more meaning to it if uh, Hiromu was around and holding yeah, and that title. I have a problem with Desperado being champ. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But Hiromu elevates that entire division and makes yeah. it main event. Yeah, that. Yeah. You know, that's just how it is. Hey, Trey Black, you have any? Thoughts on the the status of the titles inside of New Japan, other than there being entirely too many of them, and we get rid of the wrong ones, and we we, we keep around the shitty ones. I don't understand that. I miss the Intercontinental Title. Uh, yeah, the, the the title situation in New Japan is is it it's out of control. Because I mean, I don't I don't have a problem with it's a, it's, it should be a limit of championships you to have for a promotion. Because right now you have AEW, they only have like four championships. Impact only has like four or five championships over there. WWE has has a ton of championships. They don't know what to do with them. They still they still don't. They still don't know what to do with them. At the, like Roman Reigns as champion, cool. He he's he's the Swire Chief held the head and table. But at the same time, who you who look at the chance challenges he's given him. That that that's all I gotta say about that. But as far as New Japan is concerned, 
I the the whole idea of them you find a championship with a, with a bad deal. Instead of like, instead of just kept the IC championship, because like I said, like I said, we when we were on the West, when we were previewing uh, West Kingdom, thirteen I believe, Okada should have been the one to take that title of a uh, Naito, but IC championship of not Naito. But now there's no IC championship, and it's like the US championship is in, it's in the US. If unless you want to bring the Masi in and, and defend that championship in the in the New Japan, then bring them in. But as far as I'm concerned. The champ, they need to figure out their championship situations because right now, um, it's, it's in it's just samples, in my opinion. The the bottom line is this: New Japan, their titles are not special like they used to be anymore. They they lost, they just lost that prestige. And you can say it's because of the um, pandemic and them going into panic mode and having to make these di- these different moves and somewhat some moves you agree with some moves you question some moves you you had no problem with but it's just none of these titles have that prestige like they had before you know it's just they they just don't feel the same it's just it, they just do not well, number one, there's there's entirely too many titles. Like for me, yeah. I miss the way NXT used to do it, where you had a men's title, a women's title, and the tag team titles. That's it. That's it. That, yeah. that, that's all you get. I don't even like the mid card title. I'm like Kazuchika Okada. What's the point of the mid card title? Everybody should be going after the main title. Yeah, and you just you add too many belts, and it's hard to keep up with. You know, um, and I, I heard AEW is talking about six man belts. Yeah, no, they, they, they have been. They no, have been that. they have been talking no. about that before the company started. Uh, Trios wrestling only works in Mexico. It's never worked anywhere you, else in the world. Wrong. You're not. You're not wrong. But it's it always. You always saw that coming with AEW because they made it a point to focus on those matches. But like the the, you know, you know how Jay White is the never overweight champion. I guarantee to you, if he keeps that belt for two weeks, in two weeks, I'm going to completely forget that he has that title. I'm not even going to remember. Well, he <laughs> ain't going to be around for two weeks because he's got a quarantine when he gets back into the freaking country. Yeah, it's just, so it's, uh, it's just, you know, you they they need to sit down and just have a serious meeting. Like I don't, I don't know. It's like, listen, what do we do with these titles, and 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 how do we make them? you know, back to, to having the prestige that they all have had. The problem is track. Every time they do that, every time they sit down, they have that conversation. Their answer is add more titles. No, you're you're doing it the wrong way. Yeah. you're, You're flooding, you're flooding your company with all these worthless belts. And all you're doing at this point, as much as I hate to fucking admit it, you're proving fucking Vince Russo, Vince Russo, right. When he says that belts are nothing but props. Well, it's true. That's true. I mean, technically, there's some truth to it, but I, I never looked. I never. I never felt that way with New Japan, and I'm and I'm starting to feel that way with New Japan. You know, don't lose me when it comes to your belts. Don't do that. I'm the last person you want to lose when it comes to these titles. You know, and and right now, it's like, all right. So you got this championship on a badass, which is fine. Your main title, and. So for the next few few months, just yeah, just make him your focus. Get Jay White's ass in there. If you're not gonna do anything with Jay White, take the title off him and put it on put it on a jet. At this point in time, all Japanese wrestlers need to be holding belts because of the pandemic. If you if you know you're gonna have to have people quarantined, there's not one person 
who is no gaijin should be holding any any belts. It should all be any anybody who lives. If, if you're a gaijin, you live in Japan, that's fine. But if you do not live in Japan, you should not be holding any belts until this pandemic shit is over with. Period. Period. Hence why, hence why I, I I said that okay, I need to see that my, uh, belt from Mar- Marshley. Because, yeah. I mean, Marshley not doing anything with the belt at, at the moment in uh, AEW. I mean, I, I mean, technically right now, right now, because he's on break with Renee. But when he's on AEW, he's not focused on, on be defending that championship. He's focused on getting the tag titles with, with A.A. Kingston. So, Put it like this. What? If they were to take that at all out, if they were to have Okada fight John Moxley and Okada wins that all out, First of all, you're gonna have more people. You're gonna have you're gonna have an extra chunk of fans buying the pay per view. Second, they're gonna have a crazy ass match like you like you mentioned earlier. It's a match that we want to see. So why not just have it work work out your deal, have it all out. Okada takes the title back to Japan. Exactly. Sorry, Mike. That's, I know. No, I I agree. That's, that's exactly what they they should do. They should have the match at all out because they they gonna be back in Chicago. You got. I know they gonna have. They trying to have all, all out the biggest deal. Since he got to be back on the road, exactly. so why not? Have, why not have Masi versus uh, Okada for the U.S. Championship and have Okada win and take it back to Japan? They're gonna have a real hard time convincing me Okada wants to become the United States champion. I know, as, I know. As, I as vocal it. as he was <laughs> against the Intercontinental title, like why would I care about the Intercontinental title? Why would anybody care about the Intercontinental title? For him, of all people, to care about the United States title is gonna take some convincing for me. And you, you're not, you're not, you're not totally wrong. You're not totally wrong. I, I'm not gonna sit here and try to plan out how they can make that work. Well, all they gotta do is just, you know, just, just say, make hey, it personal. That's all. Yeah, that's exactly. all they gotta like, do. I just want this belt back home where it belongs, and I want to represent us because I do a better job than this ruffian, this thug, this hooligan running around with this other thug and hooligan. I'm Okada, okay? This is this is this is what a champion looks like. Not. This guy over here from Ohio. <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Let's let's talk about the tag team titles because we did get the program set up for the tag team titles at Dominion as well. In their second matchup, Bushi Sonata and Tetsuya Naito go over Doki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Taichi. And Track, you were asking, what are we going to do with Lij now? We should have saw it coming. We should have saw Shingo winning after this match because now it looks as though Tetsuya Naito and Sonata are going to be tagging together and going after the dangerous techers to bring LIJ the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Of course, I've always said that Sonata might be the best tag team wrestler of all time. I never thought that he'd be tagging with Naito, um, but Naito seems like he's having a hell of a lot of fun being, you know, just in a tag team and able to fuck around and wear his t-shirt during the match. Exactly. Uh, which also goes to show you how seriously he takes it. Uh, <laughs> but it is good because you keep Naito on the card. We know that his knees are pretty well shot. Like this could actually extend Naito's career no, for a couple of all, years. The, the, the polar opposites, but with their styles, even though they're both LIJ, but they're polar opposites. So, you know, you have Naito and you have, you have, uh, you know what this is like? You know what this is like in a lot of ways? This is like Randy Orton and and and, and, and Matt Riddle. Sonata and and, and and Naito is almost coming off like RK Bro in, in, in a, a little a bit. Situations. A little so bit. It's it's like it's it's almost perfect to have them there. To have them to have them tag teaming because they, they play well off each other. And if you give them the belt, you know, you give you give you you know Sonata something to do, which he needs. And um 
you know, you make him feel somewhat important because a lot of people to this day have just, people have jumped off, even people who, who are like myself, who are still holding on, holding on to some hopes and to do something with Sonata, have pretty much given up on Sonata. I'm still a Sonata fan. I will always be. You know, my interest may, may you know, go back and forth, but I always I will always be a fan. So having him with Naito, not a bad, not a bad plan at all. Michael Davis, what do you think? Sonata and Tetsuya Naito together as a tag team instead of as two singles? Uh, I don't have a problem with uh, Naito and uh, Captain Quinn's teaming up uh, for the tag t- t- titles. Um, <laughs> but I don't, I don't give a shit. I still call him, I still got call him Captain Quinn. I don't give a fuck. Anywho, um, Naito and Sonata teaming up for the tag titles. I, I'm, all, I'm all for it. Um, I didn't have a problem with uh, Kota Bushi and uh, Tanahashi fighting for the tidy titles, and they they won them. I just wish they had a, a little bit longer. But, of course, the, ben, the pandemic happened, so that, that, that didn't happen. But Sonata and um, Naito at a tag team, I'm all for it. I have, I have no issue with it. I think they got to have uh, pretty good matches against uh, Sabre Jr. and Taizy. Uh, and, yeah, sign, sign me up. Hey, Jack Black, I got another conspiracy to run by you. Maybe maybe the guy who takes over LIJ is just not there at this point. Because did you see this new t-shirt that, you know, Naito's been wearing around and now I'm seeing Shingo's wearing it around? I noticed on the website when I ordered it for Carly because she had to have one, it's called the Almas. Are we going to get freaking La Sombra back in New Japan? Oh. You know, having him back in Japan... Well, um, Lij would not would not hurt. I think because um, because what was was the one that started Lij in the first place? It was him, La Sombra. It was, yeah, it was, was Andada. Yeah. So I mean, it would be it'll be a uh, full circle to have him back in Japan leading Lij and possibly sending Lij members to AEW to help him help him out. Because I I don't know. The the working relationship with AEW and Green Warner. I know you can have West coming to AEW help out Andrade, but I do know you have Andrade, Lij. You can bring in single. You can bring in bring in Naito. If you want to hell? You can bring in Boosie. You know he sucks to AEW and uh, help help him out. Um, I did not catch that. Uh, that that's in pretty pretty interesting. See, uh, and if that happens, then uh, then that'll be great for Lij. I think it could be a good re- reset for Tetsuya Naito too to have somebody like a La Sombra show up and be like, "What the hell is wrong with you? You need to get back to being Ellen Gobernable <laughs> instead of you know whatever the hell it did take me out to in Gobernable. What the hell? What? No. I listen. I I it, it, you know the thought crossed my mind when when Andrade showed up in AEW. I said, "Yo, Lij or." LIA, you know, let's think over the novelist AEW, they AEW, they America. I kept saying this shit. They they, they should have did it in WWE. Now I'm saying it in AE, they need to do it in AEW. We you you got the I don't I don't there's nothing else to say. Just fucking do it. Just get it done. Like I, I don't have to explain it. Just get it fucking done. But they did do it in WWE and they, and they fucked it up. I don't know what the hell they did in WWE. That shit was just having him do the gestures ain't enough. <laughs> is is anybody else watching Ring of Honor at this point? Is is anybody a fan of La Facción in Gobernables? 
No, because nobody gives a shit about. First of all, Roosh is wasting his fucking time there. Like, dude, I feel like Roosh, Dragon Lee, both are kind of at this point. I thought like, they were leaving. What happened? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, at, at this point, with, with CMLL and their working relationships, and Roosh and Dragon Lee, like getting fired from CMLL and then going to ROH, it doesn't make any damn sense to me, man. Like there, there is some kind of weird politics going on, and I don't know what it is. And they like, like I, I thought they left, and I'm like, if they didn't leave, they should be leaving, <laughs> you know. Um, when the whole CMLL relationship broke up, I thought that was it. I'm like, all right, yeah, they, they're gone. Give me all, whenever their contract is up, they're out of here. But that didn't happen. I just, I just think that the whole uh, LIJ in America thing is not, it doesn't work in America. Cause I remember that they tried to do that shit in a, in a triple A with, with Killer Cross. And as soon as that happened, he went on to NFT. So uh, the the uh, the uh, the whole, this LIJ group they have in uh, Ring Warner, I I was I was was really a fan of it. King King it feels oh so out of person that that group. Seeing them doing the whole the whole the the. the King don't belong anywhere. No group. He never works out in any group. I don't know why they keep adding him the factions. <laughs> I mean, seeing him doing the whole LIJ pose and the like the like tranquilo like what the f- get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Seriously, you not you don't belong there. Why the fuck are you even part of that this group? Oh my god! <laughs> you kind of said what I think we all were thinking there, right? All right, A Track Brown. I know you got a bounce, man. I, I'm I'm going to ask you one more question before I let you get out of here. Yeah, go ahead, bro. El Desperado versus Yo or Kota Ibushi yeah. versus Jeff Cobb. Which one would you rather talk about for about a minute and a half? Okay, uh, Kota Ibushi versus Jeff Cobb. Go for okay. it, man. Give me your thoughts. Like I said, we saw a match of the year candidate, fucking five stars, six star, whatever the fucking stars you want to give it. The match itself. First, listen, <laughs> I have no issue with uh, Abushi if he would have lost. I wouldn't have had. I wouldn't have had a problem with that because I was in watching the match. I like watching a match where you know who's gonna. I knew Abushi was gonna win. Of course. But during the match, I'm like, okay, you know what? If they want to call an audible and give this to Cobb, you might as well. <laughs> you know, first of all, is there anybody, you know, right now other than Rey Mysterio's son who could take a brutal beating other than Kota Ibushi and keep on going? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, right now, it's a tie between Dominic Mysterio and Kota Ibushi as far as taking brutal beatings, but at least Ibushi w- wins some matches. <laughs> Ray Mysterio's a shitty father, by the way. But um, <laughs> but um, this match, man. Um, I I I was going in saying, yeah, we're gonna get a good one. We're gonna get a good one. And by the end of it, I was like, I don't want to see nothing else no more. <laughs> I'm like, Yo, how are you gonna? How do you top that? Oh, the only way you can top it. Go thirty fucking minutes or something, you right? Know? But they still didn't top it. They still didn't top it. They didn't even come close. But you know, uh, Jeff Cobb is. I I want to say, I want to say a future IWGP champion. But with him being in his faction, who knows? It's up in the air right now. You know, I don't know what tier that he's gonna be in. I don't know what division they're gonna have him represent the most. But the man, listen, if you make it a point. 
to let people know, you know, if you're not full time New Japan, then you're not really going to get the best of booking. He's full time New Japan. All right. So whatever you're going to do with the man, do it now. Don't waste any time. Don't don't have him, you know, you know, win some, lose some and go in the middle of the card or whatever and have it be that, you know, explosive match. Don't just use him for certain things. Start pushing him, you know. Um, there's nothing I need to say about Kota Ibushi. So I'm just focusing on Jeff Cobb because he is never going to give you a bad match. He is never going to give you less than 110%. And he is never going to not beat the fuck out of his opponent. Okay? So what I want to see more of, I just want... You know how they got... It, 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 it's, I don't want to like start comparing everybody to Roman Reigns, but you have this badass Roman Reigns now, finally... And, you know, you got to show everybody that you have someone who's more badass than that. You have to show somebody that you have somebody more badass than John Moxley or more badass than Moose and, or Sammy, Sammy Callahan or more badass than whoever the fuck is in ROH. And they have. There you go. They have a bunch of fucking badasses. And Cobb is one of your main. He's your new Ishii. Not no disrespect to Ishii. But he's your new Ishii. He's that new generation. As Ishii goes off to become, you know, you know, one of the elder lions, here he comes in. I don't know who's who I don't know who's the next Makabe. You can kind of say Shingo is, I guess you can say, but Cobb is the is is this generation's Ishii. And I don't I don't even though he was on that list of Gaijins, what and I and I still do not agree that he should be on there. If he did a list five years from now, then he can be on there. Because there's no there's no else for that man to go but up, you know. I haven't seen Dave Dave uh, Meltzer's ratings on this yet, but um, if he didn't give this match five stars, me and that don't have problems, all right? Because I can't be beating these mean streets, and even though Jeff Cobb lost, neither can he. <laughs> well, we we, we we talk about Okada, we talk about Jay White as potential challengers to Moxley, that's the match I want to see. Give me Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. And you know I don't what? even care where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about badasses, right? So if they want to have two badasses go at it, Jeff Cobb and fucking John Moxley, like I said, show everyone else that, yes, this is our residential badass. Out of all of my badasses, this is the one we're focused on right now, you know? So I just want – I just – you can't keep you can't keep seeing this man have the matches that he has, and just regulate him to just having badass matches. You gotta you gotta start investing in him some, somewhat more. You know, at a certain point he's got to win. Hey, Trek Brown, I know you got to get to work. Why don't you uh, go ahead put over your socials, and then uh, me and A Track Black will wrap this thing up. All right, so you can find me on YouTube and the PW Hustle channel where I do my reactions, where we even come around and we have wrestling discussions every now and again. You can also find me on Twitter at A-Track Dastardly, the number eight, T-R-A-C, Dastardly. And you can also find me up in your mama's house. But don't forget to sign up to that PW Hustle Facebook group you know, where even though Mike abandoned us, we're bringing him back. He's coming back. He, he, he'll, he'll, he'll be back. You know, it's, it's like jail. You leave, but you always come back. And for the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> so join the PW Hustle Facebook group. H-Rack Brown. Yo, Jargo Black, thanks for having me on. Be well, my friend. Be well. Later. Later, man. All right, H-Rack Black, what do you think? Do you want to see Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley?
I, I believe um, I'm him uh, him versus uh, Moxley will be a pretty good, damn good match. So we've seen it before in AEW when um, uh, Jeff Cobb was still free agent. But um, if that doesn't work, you can still do the whole Okada Moxley thing and have have Okada come come to, uh, back to New Japan with the championship. And it's first the first the first defense you can have Okada uh, drop it to Jeff Cobb if you really want want to do that. But we can't do Okada versus Moxley. I see no problem with Cobb going to uh, AEW and taking the U.S. Championship back to Japan on a special episode of AEW or at a AEW preview. Might be at full gear or all out, whatever. But I do think that they they want to get get that U.S. Championship back in Japan. And Moxley not doing anything with with the belt. I'm sorry, if he's too busy to try and challenge the, the young fucks for the uh, tag championships rather than to defend that U.S. Championship, then what the what's what's the point? You bring up first defenses. We now know that Shingo Takagi's first defense is going to be against the first IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Kota Ibushi. After uh, winning the title, Shingo actually calls out Ibushi and says, you know, how ironic. A couple of months ago, you had this belt and I wanted to challenge you for it and you kept ducking me. Well, now I've got the championship and I'm calling your ass out. Kota Ibushi versus Shingo Takagi. Yes, please. I don't even care where you do it. Just go ahead, sign me up. Let me know. I'll set an alarm and get up out of bed and watch that shit. Uh, yeah, uh, single versus Abusi would be a pretty damn good matchup. That's that's a five star match ready to happen. And um, I heard uh, I I heard a promo from single after the, the ten man tap like a tag match after uh uh today's show. He he said that I'm a little bit pissed off at this pan because I I Abushi accepted my challenge. I didn't hear anything from New Japan, so here's here's my offer. I want I don't want I, I mean I care about I didn't care about where where the tape this match take place, but now I do. I want this match to be in, in the stage, the biggest stage. So that teases we might see this match in the Tokyo Dome because they we, we haven't had that that uh, that Tokyo Dome so so uh. uh Western Grand Slam. Yeah, I don't know if that's being rescheduled. I just figured that it was canceled. So I I don't know when the hell that's going to happen. I don't I don't see them doing it in the the in in, in the U.S. You know, like in the in Madison Square Garden because women had to they were they were planning on doing it in the Madison Square Garden. So I don't I don't see that happening. So I don't know when this match is going to take place. I do I, all I know is this match better take place regardless. Yeah, I I don't think it's gonna happen on Kazuna Road. I'm I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know. We got one more match to talk about. It was actually the third match on the show. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Yo versus El Desperado, your IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, the 89th Champion. If you're keeping track at home. El Desperado winning this match with a pinche loco, 23 minutes and 40 seconds. I thought it would have been a great 15-minute match. It just went for almost 24 minutes. This was a really long match. I mean, it was good, but holy cow, it felt like a very, very long match. Yeah, um, this match was it, it was what it was. I mean, uh, we knew that uh, Despiga would retain the title because he Yo, no disrespect towards Yo. I seen I seen a lot of people were uh were saying that Yo was not he didn't do well in this match, and I got I got agree, cause Yo is not like Show. 
Cause Show is more of I mean I hate I hate doing the whole marginality Show Michaels comparison, but he Show is the uh, the Show Michaels and Yo uh, the marginality, but more uh, Yo is not over here trying to fuck his own daughters. Uh, that, that that's just me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, Yo dead dead. He did pretty good, but he needs this. It just shows that he needs to stay away from the tattoo from the single to kill division. It is focused on tattoo wrestling. Um, but I do see if if Despy does retain or rather uh one of the members of Bullet Club challenges for the title, I do see So challenge for that belt. And I would, it would not surprise me if So takes that belt. I mean, I think it's about time that he he becomes junior heavyweight champion. Somebody's got to keep it warm until Hiromu gets back. Uh, it, it seems like the next matchup that we are going to see is going to be El Desperado versus Taija Ishimori, although El Fantasmo didn't necessarily seem very happy about that. And then it also looks as though ELP and Ishimori are going to be challenging Sho and Yo Rapungi 3K for the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships. So basically, we've got like five guys wrapped up in two programs and that is the junior division at this point uh yeah um the the i mean i would rather see uh desperado versus uh even more a day of the week um fuck that fat that little little shit um uh i i believe i do i i don't see uh despy uh holding this championship for that long but i don't i don't it would not surprise me if each more went that went with it back and you have even more for the soul down the road, and you have one of them face uh, Hormo when he gets healthy, then I'm all for it. But um, I know that Desperado, this uh, championship reign was just for him to, to just be a champion for a little bit. And you know, he was hot because of that, uh, off coming off that uh, best of Super Juniors final. So it would not surprise me if he drops it here to either Eastern Moray or uh, Soul down the road. You bring up Best of Super Juniors. I have heard nothing. Have you heard anything about Best of Super Juniors? What are we doing? Are we not doing Best of Super Juniors? Are we doing it after the G1 again? Like, what? I don't even know what the calendar looks like from now until Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I haven't heard anything about the, the Best of Super Juniors. I mean, I, unless they, they, they uh, surprise us and try and do it, try to have the the world tag league and the best super juniors at the same time or whatever, then fine. But as of right now, I haven't heard anything about the best super juniors. But um, yeah, I I, I don't know. They gotta do something with the with the best super juniors because I don't think there's enough juniors as it is to host a best super juniors at the moment. Yeah, no, that's a good point. That's true. A-Track Black, thanks for joining me, my friend. Why don't you go ahead, put over your social media, everything you've got going on. We'll uh, let you get out of here as well. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at MattMackReasonness. You can also follow me on Instagram at MichaelDavis612. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, the PW Hustle Zone. I do the A-Track Black Experience, the Funny Moments, the Arhami Meal, PW Hustle. I do all kinds of wrestling videos. Um, I haven't done a video in a month, but I, that would change. Don't trust me. But yeah, and as Adrian Brown said, join the PBL's Facebook group page. I, I might have been out for a little bit, but I will be back. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll always come back. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. And just like Adrian Brown says, once again, we cannot beat beat I mean, these mean streets. He'll be back. He's always back. He's a track black. Yeah, that's right.
So that's going to wrap things up for this edition of Destino, a New Japan Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for listening, and if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button. Then toss us one of those five-star reviews. Help us out in the algos. Destino is brought to you by our friends over at the HTM Podcast Network, Omni Media Group, the PW Hustle, and NDPW.com. Find the show online at DestinoPod.com and across all social media at DestinoPod. Very special thanks to 8-Track Brown and 8-Track Black from over at the PW Hustle. I will be back in your ear holes soon as we talk about Kazuna Road, all the dome shows that have been announced, and everything else that's coming up inside of the world of New Japan as well as stardom. Until then, find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, via Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, or iHeartRadio. Enjoy Kazuna Road, ladies and gaijin. I will be back in your ear holes soon with an all-new episode of Destino, a New Japan pro-Russian podcast. Matane. <laughs>